and take an opportunity to think about um, the global heart that our God has for the nations, um, the reach of the gospel to the ends of the earth. And today, we're particularly pleased um, to welcome back Amy Ski, one of our church members who's serving overseas. She'll be coming to present to us in a bit. Um, but as well as um, uh, Rob Baker and the Resonance Band, there we go, um, they, I'm sure they will introduce themselves. Um, they will be leading us in intercultural worship this morning um, as part of our service together. Um, and as well as them, a number of friends and guests um, from WEC and others. So warm, warm welcome to you. Please do plan to stay around um, for tea and coffee afterwards and to get to know us. We'd love to get to know you. Let's all stand and let's read Psalm 67 together. Something as to the, the heart of why we're here this morning. We're asking God to be gracious to us, to show his grace to us, that we might then be a blessing to the nations. Um, so let's read together and then I'll pray and then we'll sing. Together then, may God... Be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yield its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Let me pray for us. Father, we do indeed pray that you would come and bless us this morning, that we might praise you. Remind us again of how good you are, of the glory of the gospel, of your kindness, your patience, your love shown to us, your your patience and kindness and love shown to Amy, the way that you've equipped her and you're working through her. And so might we be encouraged and blessed. Um, free us that we might worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning welcome. It's a real pleasure to be here. We are the resonance, or part of the Resonance Intercultural Worship Band. We are part of WEC International, and, um, or at least under the umbrella of, so... Um, uh, we're here, and it's great to be here with Amy as well, and we're going to be singing a, a Kurdish and an Iranian song later, actually. We haven't got an Iraqi one, I'm afraid, but we've got a Kurdish one, which is just as good. So we've existed for several years, and we bring songs from all over the world to churches in the UK, particularly in the London area. I'm Rob Baker. I served in West Africa for nine years with WEC and Wycliffe Bible Translators as well as an ethnomusicologist. If you want to know what one of those is, ask me later or Google it. Um, I'll, the rest of the band will introduce themselves. I'm Chris. I'm from North East London. I've done some mission in Europe, but I work in local authority, and I'm not here. I'm Tom. I work with Wycliffe Bible Translators. Been in Ghana many years, but it turns out I have colleagues in the same city where Amy is working. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, my name's Andy. I'm the most, let's say, cultural or cultured member, being from <laughs> Newcastle. Three. Um, Three. I'm a, a missionary with Latin Link, and we'll be heading to Argentina in about 10, 12 weeks' time. Oh, and we will miss him. There we go. Um, so we're going to worship the Lord this morning with a couple of songs. First one, Praise Him, You Heavens, Great in Power, You'll Know. The second one is a multilingual song, but we'll talk you through that when we get there. Okay.
angels and heavenly hosts. Praise Him, you sun, moon, and bright shining stars. Praise Him, you heavens and waters and skies. So this is a song that says thank you in lots of languages. So shukran is thank you in anybody? Arabic. Kamsahe uh, or gamsahe, anybody? It's an Asian language. Ooh, that's Korean. Korean. And then gracias or gracias is Spanish. And asante. Asante sana. Hakuna matata. Yes, that's Kiswahili from uh, Kenya and Tanzania and, and what have you. So it's really simple tune. If you just give us a D. It goes, it goes, um, I'll sing it up the octave. It goes, Shukran, Kamsahe, Gracias, Asante. You can sing it down the octave, don't worry, I'm just doing it. So let's just have a quick go at that before we start. Ready? Shukran, Kamsahe, Gracias, Asante. That's nice and simple, isn't it? And if you just, if you can click to the second, next slide a second, uh, you reply, Thank you, Lord. Do you sing that? Thank you, Lord. Then you go down and go, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And that's a whole song. It's really simple. You'll pick it up. And then we'll be singing in a few different languages. Ashkura, 
seated temporarily and let me lead us um, in prayer John writes, after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried aloud in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Father in heaven, we, we thank you that one day people from every tribe, tongue and nation will be gathered around your throne praising you. We thank you for the, the glimpse that we can get of that this morning, with different languages, praising you, thanking you for your goodness and kindness. And we thank you too for that glimpse of what is to come, for the hope that we have as your people. And yet, Father, we confess before you as we see something of your holiness and think of that hope to come, we confess before you this morning the ways in which this week, this day even, we have not lived as your children ought to have lived. Whether through things that we have thought, things that we have done, things that we have said, things that we have not done or thought or said that we ought to have. And so we come before you this morning confessing our sin, recognizing that we are not what we will be, and yet we thank you that as we come before you in confession, in repentance and faith, we always come in assurance because you're a God who loves to give good gifts to his children, because you're a God who loves to forgive, because there is mercy enough for each day, because there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because of his death in our place. And so we Thank you for that truth and that reality. Thank you that there is no condemnation because we are now in Christ. And yet we pray that you would be at work in us. We pray that each day we might more and more put to death the sinful nature, that which we were, and more and more to put on Christ, that which we are and that which we will be. By your spirit be at work in us, we pray. Help us to live as those people who are free, free to serve you and free to love you and free to love others. Change us more into the likeness of your Son. In his name we pray and for his glory. Amen. It is a special morning, but we still have a number of things going on in the life of the body that we'd love to draw your attention to. Um, and then after that, Amy will come and share some um, things with the children. Um, a number of things to say, though. We've said in, um, again, if you're visiting us, very warm welcome. These are some sort of family notices, so please listen in, but don't feel you have to um, get involved. Um, over the summer, we love to give our, our, our leaders of our kids' groups a break um, to say thank you, in part to say thank you to them for all their service of us and our families over the, over the year. And so if you are someone who could help um, over the summer, that would be great. Um, please do perhaps come and chat to me or get in touch with the church office. Um, we'd love to um, give them six weeks or so where they can um, be much more a part of things here and not, not out in the groups week by week. Um, 
This Tuesday, it is our monthly opportunity to, to gather and to pray for Magdalen Road, for East Oxford, for Oxford, for the world. Again, if you've never come to a first Tuesday, I'd love to encourage you to, to go for it. Um, it's a great opportunity to hear what's going on in the life of the church and to pray together as the church family. We think, we think prayer really works um, because we know that our Father loves to give good gifts to his children. And so please come along um, and please be praying together as a church family. Um, again, if you're visiting us, you probably need to know we've recently bought a new building, which has been um, an epic six and a half year journey with many more uh, years to go. Um, the Lord is providing what we need each step of the way, and he's teaching us patience and perseverance, persistence. Um, a couple of things just to say. Uh, we, over the summer, there'll be a number of working bees where we'll be heading up to um, the old schoolhouse, as we have been for perhaps one Saturday a month. There's some dates there. Please get them into your diary. But more than that, um, you'll be hearing some more stuff in the weeks to come about ways that we can be fundraising in kind of little micro-scale type things. So um, be on the lookout for that. If you've been reading Magnet, you might be reading some of that as well. Um, but just to sensitize you and to keep you aware of that um, and to put those uh, Saturdays in the diary. Um, and then there'll be some the Tuesday as well, working at the chapel, getting stuff from the, um, what do you call it? Lofts, that's the word, thank you, um, to put into uh, a van and take stuff across. If you've got big cars as well, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, as well as that, on Sunday the 21st of July, there's a, an annual event called Love Oxford happening, where a number of the churches in Oxford will gather together on Broad Street for an open-air service. Um, we will continue our service here because we're aware that for some people, heading into town, standing for a couple of hours won't really work. Um, if you'd like to go to that, then please do. Uh, but if you'd like to be here as well in East Oxford, then please um, come along as normal. Um, and then finally as well, it is an unusual season for us. And so the 21st of July, we're going to be saying goodbye to a number of people at Magdalen Road. Um, part of our painful privilege of being in Oxford is we have many opportunities to send people. Um, and there are lots of gospel goodbyes that often happen around the summer. Um, and so on the 21st, we'll be having a barbecue at the old schoolhouse to say goodbye to, to some people. I've got the Sharpses. Sharps? What's the plural? Sharps. Sharpses. Um, the, the Williamses and the Diamondses as well. Um, and there'll be many others too, but please do again put that in your diary and it'll be a bring and share barbecue at the old schoolhouse 21st of July from 1pm after the service. Um, we have one more song before the children head out to their groups. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, so... If, if you just click forward to the English verse, so it can just show you what it means. It means, Spirit of God, make me new with your own holy touch. Shine on me with the truth of your unfading light. Next one says, Fill my heart with the good that only comes from you. Flood my life with the rivers of your love. So I'm going to sing it in Farsi, first time. You're welcome to try and join in. Um, and then we're going to sing it in English. So if we go back to the beginning. But there's a bit that goes... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Same word in every language. Hallelujah. 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 Pero 
You can all join in with the hallelujah as it goes like this. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So that was Farsi or Persian from um, Iran. Now we're going to sing in English. It goes like this. Spirit of God, make me new with your own holy touch. Shine on me with the truth of your unfading light. Fill my heart with the good that only comes from you. Flood my life with the rivers of your
Thank you that you, you love us. Thank you that you love to um, speak to your people. You're a God who loves to speak. And so we pray now as the kids head out to their groups and as the grown-ups stay in here that you might speak powerfully to each of us, soften our hearts, unstop our deaf ears and open our blind eyes that we might see more of your beauty this morning, however old we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Do take a seat, kids, if you want to head to your groups with any group leaders. Um, Richard will be up in a moment and we'll come and read from God's Word and then we'll open it up for us. Our reading this morning comes from Isaiah, chapter 49, and the uh, page number is up there, page 736. Isaiah, chapter 49. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I've labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due to me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God." And now the Lord says, he who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring back Jacob, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. He says, it's too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that you are a living God who loves to relate to and communicate uh, with his children. Thank you for giving us your word, and we pray that by the power of your spirit, that word might live in our hearts and bring lasting transformation for our good and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Politicians across the world want to make their countries great. Across the political spectrum, we've leaders who promote the interests of their own people above all others. And their people is, in many cases, only a subset of the whole population of their country. And if one was truly cynical, sometimes just a subset of one, themselves. In Isaiah chapter 49, we learn of someone very different. Someone who is first and foremost a servant whose concern is not for himself, but for others. Not just for his own people, but for all the nations of the world. Up to this point in Isaiah, the prophet has described Israel as a decadent city, facing the judgment of God, and has begun to prophesy a future heavenly Jerusalem. But the question is there, how will God's people get there? You see, it's not just a matter of getting them back into the promised land. Israel needs to be brought back to God himself. But how will it happen? And who will make it happen? Well, here in the later stages of Isaiah, we are introduced to the servant 
of the Lord. But it's not immediately clear who this servant is. Is it Israel, referred to earlier in the book as Israel, my servant? Is it Isaiah himself, or is it someone else? Time this morning does not permit an exhaustive assessment of those options, but verses 1 to 4 of chapter 49 give us a few clues. First, in verse 1, we're told that he was divinely appointed. Second half of verse 1, before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. Then he was divinely equipped, verse 2. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. The word polished suggests the sword is sharp and effective for the job. The smoothness of the arrow ensures its accuracy in flight. And the idea of being concealed in God's quiver suggests both an intimacy with the Lord and the idea of being kept back for just the right moment. So divinely appointed, divinely equipped, but most importantly, he's also divine in his very nature. And the command at the beginning of verse 1 is the clue. In his, command on Isaiah, sorry, in his commentary on Isaiah, Old Testament scholar Alec Matea assures us that the phrase, listen to me, is only ever used by God himself. The prophets frequently call on the people to listen, but only God says, listen to me. And so this servant is one who is in his very nature God. And yet at the same time, he's also a servant who understands human weakness and struggles. See verses 3 and 4. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I've labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due to me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. So he's divinely appointed, divinely equipped, divine and human in his nature. Isaiah's beginning to build up a picture of a person who will truly be the servant of God. And who will, as we will discover later in chapter 53, will die for the sin of the failed servant Israel. A suffering servant who died to rescue his people. The signposts are becoming clearer, pointing to none other than Jesus himself. God the Son becoming a human being. God the Son taking up the role of a servant. God the Son becoming sin for us and bearing in his own body the pain and anguish of God's wrath so that his people can go free. But who are the people who are going to be set free, who will be forgiven? Well, it's here that we get to the real heartbeat of the passage in verse 6. He says, it's too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. It's not sufficient, God says, for his servant to rescue Jacob, to bring back the remnant of Israel. No, God's servant will also be made a light for the Gentiles, those despised foreigners, those outsiders. It's sometimes hard for us to get our heads around just how shocking this idea would have been uh, for a Jew. For them to show any concern for a Gentile would be like Say, Sadiq Khan inviting Donald Trump for dinner. But that wasn't God's view of foreigners. From the beginning, God's attitude towards the nations was different. His promise to Abraham back in Genesis 12 was that all nations should be blessed through him. Israel had forgotten this, but God through Isaiah had not. See how he expresses it in verse 6. It's too small a thing. For you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob, bring back those of Israel I've kept. It's too small a thing. Now, it's not as if rescuing Israel was insignificant. Think back to God's rescue of Israel from Egypt and Pharaoh, those mighty miracles. The first Passover and the crossing of the Red Sea. Think of the judges of Gideon and Samson. Think of David defeating Goliath and the Philistines. And then just a couple of chapters earlier, in chapters 36 and 37 of Isaiah, we hear about the great deliverance of Jerusalem from Sennacherib. 
Scripture records some mighty deeds of God rescuing Israel. But salvation for Israel, even the greater salvation from sin, of which Isaiah will speak in chapter 53, even this is too small a thing for God's servant. So what is a task of sufficient worth for God's servant, his son? Well, according to these verses, it's that he should be the means of salvation for the Gentiles, for the nations. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The Gentiles are to enjoy God's salvation, and we should be eternally grateful that they do, because I think all of us here this morning are Gentiles. None of us are Jews. We're foreigners uh, to God. But his intention is to extend his salvation to you and to me. And his intention is to continue to extend that salvation to people from every tribe and nation and language and culture. And if it was too small a thing for God's son to restrict his saving grace to the people of Israel... Is it not by extension too small a thing for God's church in any one nation to keep her knowledge of his salvation to their own people? Of course it is. Because in a very real sense, those who belong to Christ have become the servants of the Lord. We are his hands and feet, and we are his mouth. Who else but us can do it? We've been entrusted with God's word of salvation. We've been equipped and empowered by his Holy Spirit, and we've been given his great commission to make disciples of all nations. So how can you and I become global Christians living for a global saviour? How can we fulfil our calling to be the servant of the Lord who will bring the light of God to the nations? Well, for some of us, this might mean serving God in another country, using our professional or ministry skills to bring the gospel to those who've never heard it, like Amy teaching maths in Kurdistan, like James Merring using his medical research skills in Malawi. Whatever stage of life we're at, all of us should be asking God whether that might mean us. For others, it might mean uh, being generous in our partnership with those who already go through prayer and financial support. Maudin Road's got several mission partners who'd value additional prayer partners and donors to their ministry. But there are other ways of getting the gospel to the nations without leaving Oxford, without leaving home, without necessarily learning another language. All of us can touch the world for Christ through ministry among the nations who come to this city to study and to work. Here in East Oxford, there are Turks and Kurds and Afghans. There are Serbs and French and and Russians. There are Chinese and Thais and Vietnamese. Across the street, in the corner shop, in the office, at the gym, and outside the school gate, there are opportunities for all of us to connect with and to offer friendship and the gospel to the nations for whom Christ died. It was too small a thing for God's servant to provide salvation only for his own people. May he give us grace to be like him, offering the good news of salvation to everyone, regardless of race or religious background. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for those who in our past, maybe our personal lives or our country's lives, for those who've crossed cultural boundaries to bring the gospel to us. We thank you for them. And we pray now that you'd help us to be like them, open and aware of the opportunities you give us to take the gospel across cultural boundaries. Help us to see those opportunities and give us grace and strength and skill to take them. In Jesus' name. Amen.
in Kurdish and English, so feel free to join in with both, but certainly the English. And of course, more hallelujahs, which makes it nice and easy.
God the Father says to God the Son, it is too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Father in heaven, we thank you that it was too small a thing for the Lord Jesus simply to bring back the tribes of Jacob, to bring back Israel, but rather that your, your light, your goodness, your forgiveness, your love would reach to the ends of the earth. And thank you that many, many in this room are a testimony of that, of your generosity, the outpouring of your love. Father, I want to pray as well for um, the IFES World Assembly just starting next week. We pray for those at Magdalen Road involved in that. We think particularly of Jonathan and Jill, but others as well who are um, involved in different ways. We, we long that that gathering of evangelical students from around the world in South Africa would be just a a glorious week would the, the, the seed sown there bear fruit for eternity? Lord, would the ripples of that um, conference go back to different countries and universities and campuses and towns and families? And, and would you use it to bring about such good Again, be with them in their weakness. We pray for all the logistical things and the things that will stress Jill and Jonathan out, but we, we pray most of all that despite all that, you would use it greatly. We pray that we might be a church full of global Christians who will serve our global saviour. And if that means that we... We ought to be going wherever that might be. Then would you speak that clearly, Father? Because we so often struggle to hear and our hearts are hard and we love our comfort. We love familiarity. But we know that you're a God who loves to push us outside our comfort zone. So we, we pray for some of us that, that that may just be that first step on the path of thinking about going cross-culturally somewhere. But regardless of that, might we be those who, whilst we are here, reach, show us the opportunities that we have at the school gate and in the hairdressers and the, the newsagent and on the street and just our neighbours. Father, would you give us, would you give us boldness to take those daily opportunities Again, to step outside our comfort zone. Because we remember it was too small a thing for the Lord Jesus simply to restore the tribes of Jacob. But rather that he and so we as his church might be a light for the Gentiles. That salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Lord, we know the ends of the earth are on our streets. Give us, give us your heart for this world. Help us to, to love people as you do, to love them enough even to open our mouths and to point them to that servant, to the Lord Jesus. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you. If I can encourage resonance back up, we're going to sing a couple of songs to finish with. Um, songs that we at Magdalen Road will likely know, but I suspect there will be a different flavour or a twist to keep us on our toes. So why don't you be um, standing and we'll finish with Be Thou My Vision and then Lord Reign in Me. We're thinking big picture first and then little picture in our own hearts and lives that he might reign in us. Let's praise him. So all you hear in the background is the drone of an Indian tambora. So although we're singing this, that's all we're putting a slightly Indian twist to it. I just because we can. Let's worship him together.
Tom's working hard this morning. We're going to finish with over all the earth, you reign on high. Every We've seen some beautiful mountains over in uh, Kurdistan this morning. Over every mountain stream, every sunset sky. My one request, my only aim is that you reign in me again. Here we go. With a touch of Paul Simon. <laughs> Thank 
sing together. Over all the earth, you reign on high. Every mountain stream, every sunset sky. But my one request, not my only aim, is that you reign in me again. Lord, reign in me, reign in your power. Over all my dreams, in my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. Won't you reign in me again? Over every thought, over every word, may my life reflect the beauty of my Lord. You be more to me than any earthly thing. Won't you reign in me again? Lord, reign in me, reign in the power. Over all my dreams, in my darkest hour, yeah. You are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign Lord, in, in me again? Lord, reign in me, reign in your power. Over all my dreams, in my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again, Lord? Lord, reign in me. Lord, reign in me. So won't you reign in me again? So won't you reign in me again? Hallelujah. Let's pray as we finish. Father, those are easy words to sing. And yet when we think about it, very hard to do. So we pray that you would indeed reign in us through our darkest hours. That the light of the gospel would work its way into the recesses of our hearts and our lives. Might you call the shots, we pray. Might our lives be about you. Might we trust you and live for you. As we've started in Psalm 67, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Lord, we thank you that you have been gracious to us this morning, blessed us. Indeed, your face has shone upon us. And so would you help us now to be a channel to others? That the things you've encouraged us with, you've blessed us with, the grace that you've poured on us. Might we steward it well as we then take the message of the gospel to those around us. Would you reign in us? Would you be our vision? As individuals and as a church, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, do be seated. And as always, there will be tea and coffee at the back. She feels a very English thing to do on a kind of morning of intercultural worship. We have some warm tea at the back on a hot day. Um, Do stay around. Please do take away the prayer cards. There'll be more information to my left, your right as well. Um, But thank you very, very much for coming. And do come and grab Amy.
Sometimes I have 